Hello, welcome to the Finnish Football Show. Just uh, just after the, the past episode, we're back again. This time we're going to be discussing what's been happening in the Vakehouse Liga. Not so much on the pitch, but, but in the dugouts. We've had somewhat of a uh, managerial merry-go-round, as we've, uh, we've, we've called it. There's um, lots of managers have uh, revealed that they'll be leaving their posts in the next few months. Some have jumped ship already, I think, and some are just waiting around to see where they can go next. So, um, yeah, I'm joined by the uh, the regular two. Mark Hayton's had to disappear, but I've got Mark Wiltshire. Hello, Mark. Hey, KK. And I've got Rich Nelson. Hello, Rich. Boy. Well, as, as all of you listeners will know, Mark Wiltshire is a massive SE Core fan, so he's got plenty to say on this subject. But... Um, but yeah, first of all, I think we'll we'll probably kick it off. Well, SC Core's topical as well because the latest managerial, um, not casualty, but the latest managerial change is uh, our, our old friend of the show, Joaquin Gomez, who's revealed that he'll be leaving Helsinki EF Core at the uh, the end of the season. And where's he off to, Mark? Well, apparently he's coming to coming back to Helsinki Core. Um, although I think he would probably like us to say that he hasn't announced it it was it was announced in one of the local papers and i i i did send him a message and he said yeah this was announced a little bit earlier than i would have liked so i think he's he's not quite on the on the on the group that are pre-announcing their resignations can we call it a presignation i'm not quite sure i think that might be a new word i've just i'm just yeah. invented but um but apparently yeah he's coming back to ashley as that's what we that's what we know so far i mean i um i personally was i've been i've been really excited by what ef core have been doing this season i think i think um joaquin gomez has done fantastically there he's um and he's he's post-match post-match videos are, are really great he's as you, as we know, he, he's generous with his time. He's been generous with his time with us, and he and he's obviously very generous with his time with um, with the Hoy EF Core media media people. Because yeah, his his post match interviews are great, and and the project that he's undertaken there is, I think, it's just been it's been really good. It's great to see Helsinki EF Core sort of consolidate themselves, and and I think they're only going the one way. So when I when I read that or heard that he was um, he was he was leaving, it was a bit of a shock. But um, what's what's your take on it, Rich? Um, I mean, he was the coach, or the, was he the assistant manager at called last season? Yeah, um, he's gone there to back to Helsinki, and he's done well. It's a, a very eclectic squad that they had. I mean, we we talked last winter about what a shambles the club was in and, and around their ownership and and where they were headed and. And under his stewardship, they've really steadied the the ship, and um, and they've done well. I mean, they, they've they, they've beaten mostly teams below them, but that's what you need to do. And they're in the top half, and they're looking at a position in the top half of the table come come the split in a couple of weeks. So it's um, it's interesting because that had been rumoured for a while. As soon as um, Yanni Honkavara's I can't remember. Did he announce it first, or did the club? I think he announced it because. The news was going to break. There was there was this, there was a, a story came out, or, or there'd been a lot of contacts from the press saying, "Hey, he had a clause to extend, and it hasn't been signed, and what's going on?" Um, and then there were 
pronouncements from the club and from Raimo Sariadi himself um, that targets hadn't been met and they were going to review it at the end of the season. And then Yanni kind of made his pronouncement on Twitter that I've told the, I've told the squad I won't be here next season. Uh, everyone knows where we stand now. We can just focus on the rest of the season. Yeah. And, and that's mm. kind of where we are now is that, so Honkavar is leaving Atticoin probably the best position they've been in for a few years. Yeah, six, six or seven years even, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Probably since they won the title. Yeah. And um, you've got Whacking Gomez is leaving a good job, presumably to go back to Atico. Um, you've also got uh, Inter, um, the uh, the coach there, Jose Riviero, who's been there for a couple of years and, and got Inter back into that kind of medal spot they they're always kind of threatening that sort of second third spot and and he has steadied the ship there um he announced a week or two ago that he'll be leaving into at the end of the season so again you've got a you know one of the bigger clubs in Vegas league will also have a big vacancy in the manager's position at the end of the season and this season i mean we, we talked about before there have been a lot more managerial changes than normally i mean some years you don't get any during the season and then all the clubs wait till the end and and people move on and Ilves sacked Yarkovis um, about a month six weeks ago and replaced him uh, Cortepe replaced their manager two months ago uh, and his replacement has since been sacked two months to the day uh, Gabri Extart I think he's a Spaniard was that today? He, was that today? That was he's... today yeah so he um, he drew his first two games Cortepe bottom had been bottom pretty much all season well actually since Olu bought a load of players but I think he drew his first two games and then lost his next six he's been sacked so he's been replaced um and um yeah it's it's one of those very weird years because uh Mariham also replaced their manager about a month ago after uh, many months of unrest so it's been real real changes because there's been a lot of talk on on social media and footage forum and, and places like that about how Vakehouse Liga is in danger of becoming a, a, a division where you've got these two clubs at the top in Hoikor and, and to a slightly lesser extent Cups running away with things. They're very much, you know, Cups are, are missing the stadium, but they seem to have off the pitch. Everything is lining up quite nicely. And uh, Simo Valakari, talking at Ico, has just signed a new contract extension there. So then all the rest of these clubs who are in that kind of hunt to be on their coattails are now frantically looking around going, right, we need to do something to keep up with these two who've got European club competition money coming in, strengthening what they're doing. And it's really, I mean, I guess they, they've obviously realised this is perhaps the last chance they're going to have to keep up if that's what, how things are. And they're really sort of chucking managers onto the carousel as we're going to talk about. But um, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting because obviously for, for years we've seen very little change and this year it's all, all systems go. Well, at least there will be opportunities for some of these managers at the end of the season. We already know there are there are spots coming up. Do we? Um, I mean, do we see Honkavara going? Go, is it going to be a straight swap? Do we see him going back to Helsinki EF Core, or do, or do you think he might be interested in something else? And um, do you know, Rich, where where the 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 Interturco manager where where's he off to? Is he is he found? Um, something in a supposedly bigger league or what? What's the story? I haven't heard. I mean, when when Honkvar was 
said he was leaving Asico, that, that his was a name that was mentioned as a potential replacement at Asico. So um, it appears that that's not going to happen now. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's any, to be honest, if he's, that, that would be a step down generally if he was going to go anywhere else from Inter. So um, one would assume he, he might be heading somewhere else in Europe. But uh, yeah, it was his, his name was definitely thrown around when Hongavara was, was on the cusp of going. I mean, it would be, it would be interesting to see Danny um, Hongavara make that, make that return to, uh, to the red side of Helsinki and see um, what, he, what he can do with the, the side that's been assembled there. But, um, well, one, one point about that, Keke, though, also is that quite a few young players from Asikor went there this year, either on, maybe some transferred and some on loan. So, you know, if they've done a good job for Joaquin and he comes back to say New then they might come back with him, um, yeah. which which might not help the Hoyefko cause too much. Yes, uh, it certainly is an interesting one, and we'll 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 wait to see wait to see how it how it pans out. But um, yeah, who, who else is who, who are the other movers and shakers? Um, well, I mean, that, that's it in Vegas Liga. But when you look at the uh, Ukanen as well, um, there's a lot going on there when at the time of recording, we're going into the last round of fixtures in the regular season. Uh, TPS and Torka under Jonathan Johansson have come out of nowhere and are now second, having threatened the bottom half of the table for most of the season. They've suddenly suddenly put a couple of wins together and they're not far behind Rops. Um I mean, this, again, like Vegas League, that league's going to split. But, um, yeah, I mean, you've got some very big clubs there. And, and if, you know, the, I don't know, it's difficult to see. You know, again, there's, there's a position where I'm not sure if any of those managers who don't come up are going to be, there could be vacancies there. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think um, some of the clubs in the Vegas League in the bottom half seem very comfortable with their lot. Um, I mean, we, we jest a fair bit. I mean, I do about Lati being, if you look up mid-table mid mediocrity in a dictionary, you'll see their ridiculous club badge. Um, they seem happy their managers to sign a new contract. Um, and Olu, after spending a fair bit of wodge in the uh, the transfer window, seemed to have put a bit of form together. Tamo Tainio, who knows? I mean, Hacker aren't are still struggling as well, but I haven't heard much mention of him in any danger. Yeah, while um, while we're mentioning FC Latte, I think it'd be remiss if we if we didn't mention the news that came out of there yesterday. I think it was uh, as we as we recall today, they um, they've made the decision to to close a part of their a part of their stadium, the um, the area that's most popular with their with their most fervent support, I guess you could say they've um, they've taken the, the bold decision to close that area due to some unsavoury, what can only be described as uh, racist and homophobic chanting that's been heard coming out of there. So um, hopefully that gives whoever's been making those noises the kick up the backside they need and makes them realise that you know that's that's not what people want to hear inside football anywhere, but especially inside football stadiums. So. Um, Fair play to the people who, who run FC Lati for, for taking that bold step. And we, we certainly hope it does a trick. Mm. Talking of talking of bold steps, I think that the weekend, Asikor's 
fans are gonna are gonna take action that, that kind of mirrors that a little bit. Um, right? No, it's not. Um, it's not another bed sheet on the stadium gate. There, I think. I think there could be there could be bed sheets. Um, but but basically the the, I mean, I think this whole situation has been a bit of a bit of a soap opera really i'm not quite sure how that translates into other other countries but it's just like high drama and i i I don't know you you wonder sometimes is this stuff concocted like is it just all put out there to to keep the interest going and to keep selling newspapers and to keep people focusing on what's going on in the vacuance league because first i mean the the first thing is the story breaks that Yanni Honkavara hasn't um, hasn't been offered a new contract extension. Okay, all of that came out because the press were were pushing and asking, and and lots of questions were being asked. But to me and to many of the other fans, it seems really daft that you have a contract extension halfway through the season. Like if you and and the 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 comments that came from the club were well targets haven't been met and so we're going to wait and see to the end of the season if those targets are met well isn't it obvious that if if they're end of season targets you're not going to meet them in august yeah. like I, I just don't i don't get it if if the contract had said at the end of the season based on performance we will decide on another contract then everyone knows where they stands there's no yeah. there's no uncertainty about that at all and and I know some some fans were not convinced by the work that Yanni Honkavara's done. Personally, I quite like the fact we've had a manager in place for two years. And I, I think from that consistency comes comes a kind of steady progress. And that's what we've that's what we've seen. And this I don't know, the last home game was about three weeks ago, and there was a real a real buzz around the place and the team played well, Cloppet played well, all the supporters there created a real atmosphere and it felt like, right, come on, we're going. And then this story broke and everything's just kind of crumbled away. And then there's been, then there's been comments in the, in the, in the press from the club, from Raimo Sariavi directly, saying in, in, in brief, kind of, we have to make these decisions and alluding to the fact that those that, that put the money into the club and hold the purse strings are the ones that make the decisions and they're the important ones and other people's opinions don't matter. I think the phrase was, this is not a referendum. So essentially... There's not a vote. Your opinions don't matter. And if that's not what was meant, that's definitely how it's been taken. And the the club has this um, slogan, made in Gero, mm. like our club. And the Cloppet has this uh, little logo. If you if you look at the uh, at the YouTube video. Uh, stream, you'll see one of the artwork I've put there with the Cloppet logo. It's like a little devil holding yeah. a beer and a number 12 on his shirt. And the Cloppet is seen, it, it used to be in the, in the match day program as the 12th man on the team sheet. Like it was, that was a core part of the club. And now people are angry. They feel like they've been dismissed. And 
people have been complaining about the cost of things at the game. And these are the fans that buy the merchandise. These are the fans that go to the games, home and away, to support their team. And it doesn't feel like it's they're being considered that it's their club. And some years ago, um, the Ashley Corps fans unfurled a banner at Hoi uh, Corps, I think. There was, some, there was some issue about games being played without fans somewhere in the, in the Vakehouse Liga. And they held up a banner that said, in Finnish, but it read, football without fans is nothing. And I think we all we all agree that. And to demonstrate how angry as a group the Cloppet is, on Saturday for the intergame, for the first half, everyone will see what football without fans is really about because the Cloppet won't be there. The whole end where the Cloppet normally goes to make the noise will be empty for the whole first half. That's how that's how that's how angry people are about it and this is not something i've organized i'm it's it's through through the the cloppet group i see this forum i read it i occasionally comment i'm not instigating it i'm just kind of sharing it with you but it will be interesting to see how that is perceived by the wider football community and also whether the club care about that or not well that's that's the only way for for any football supporters to get their point across to um, to show the, the clubs or the people who run the clubs what what exactly what it would be like or what their product would be like without the noise and the atmosphere that those supporters create. And um, yeah, fair play to the Cloppet for for choosing that form of action to to show their their current distrust or current disgust at the uh, at the people who are, who are running Corps. I mean, um, you know, uh, there's, there's there's two sides to every argument, isn't there? At the, at the end of the day, the people who own or or a chairman of that club, they're they're the ones who pay on Kavara's wages. If they've got if they've got targets that he hasn't met, then they're within their rights to make those decisions. But as you say, Mark, it would seem sensible to review end of season targets at the end of the season. Yeah, so, and, and, um, and let me be let me be clear that this is not about whether the manager stays or goes. That was kind of the, the thing that started this process. Well, no, that was that was the start of the process, but it's the way that the fans feel they're not appreciated and 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 even kind of they've been demeaned a little bit by those by those comments. That's what the protest is about, not about whether the manager changes. I mean, that's the, the issue, really, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, most football fans know very little about the, 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 the runnings behind the scenes of a football club. But then, was it Len Shackleton's autobiography back in the day where it had a blank page and said, this is what the average director knows about football? <laughs> um, so then you've kind of got that. And, and I mean, fair enough, the, the ASCII call president he runs the club he makes the decisions he's on his head he puts the money in um there are better ways of addressing the fans concerns by saying this is not a referendum he it's like he's basically pushing himself into the i am ken bates and i'm going to electrify the fences because you're all animals um and and from what i mean i I haven't been to actually cause new ground um but i've been 
led to believe that it's seven euros for a can of Carlsberg. I mean, that's enough for a boycott. Small, it's small, like, small can. Small can, yeah, yeah, small can. I mean, we're in a position, um, I mean, even at Arsenal, they're charging £6.50 for a pint of watered down whatever. Six fifty for a pint? Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for seven euros for a small Carlsberg is tantamount to treason, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 here, here's the thing. So so obviously the club's had two tough years. That hasn't helped the coach in his preparations and performance and and all of all of that. You know, with COVID and, and everything. I mean, all yeah. the all the disruption there. Um, the club needs to bring revenue in, and essentially the, the the chairman is a he's a property developer. That's where he's made his made his money from. So at the time where the club is having financial challenges, like many businesses are, um, the solution to that is to build, apparently, and not build a team, but actually build a stage outside the ground with, with um, balconies overlooking it from the, from the bars inside and, and to have events there. And I think some fans also think, like, is this a football club or an entertainment complex? I mean... Where, where's the focus? And, and I think that the um, I think there's a space for both. But for you guys, as, as football fans of, of many decades now, how does this sound to you? On Saturday, before the game, there will be a band playing on this stage. It's a pig stage as well. Uh, maybe like a party band, covers band or something like that. And then in the evening, there will be an, uh, 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 oh, there'll be an elastin in gig now he's a big star in Finland the Finnish rapper Elastinen will be playing a gig there and if you have a match ticket or a or a season ticket you can stay for the whole show through the evening so in theory people arrive there at like 4 30 watch the game at five. Oh yeah by the way there's a game there's a game of football breaking out between all this between all this music um but the idea to try and keep people there that bit longer or maybe attract new people there in the evening um I don't know. I, it doesn't really interest me, and I'm I not. Mean, it for me, it's not football. Like it's not. It's not American football where you have a where you have the whole kind of. Um, uh, oh, I, I lost. I've lost the word now. But but the whole party before the game and tailgate, and, uh, tailgate party, mm. uh, and then afterwards, and everyone stays there forever. Like that's not how football is where I grew up, and it's not how football is in Finland generally. So who's coming to this? I mean, people people have been football clubs have been trying this for years, haven't they? I mean, you know, or, or since nineteen ninety two at least. You know, I mean, it, it just sounds like it just sounds like when the Premier League started and they started putting cheerleaders on the pitch at half time and all that old business, and then you know, and all this all this oh, get there three hours before and all they're trying to do all they're trying to do is sell their overpriced beer and keep you in there. I mean, when are these people going to realise? That football fans they want to be in the pub till five minutes before kickoff, and then when the game's finished, they want to clear off back to the pub and have a couple of pints and sit around with their mates and either celebrate a win or moan about the loss. Mm. They don't want to hang about, do they? And and if but there's something, sorry, sorry, Kiki. No, I was just going to say it's just. I mean, it's I've I've heard it so many times. These football clubs all over the place trying to trying to make it an all day event. I just don't think. I mean, there will obviously be some people who are up for it and, and fair play to them, whatever they like. But I, I don't think if if football clubs are, are sort of gearing 
gearing themselves up to be to be that sort of vehicle. I think they're missing their audience or they don't know their customer, as it were. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's if there's one thing that needs building at the club, it's community. Like reach out to the community, reach out to your fan base, like get them to feel that they're part of the club and that that the time they invest has has some kind of um, return on it. And they'll bring friends and, and local businesses will connect with the club. And, you know, that you can have a positive impact in the community and the community can help the club. But, you know... Just on that, just on that point, Mark. I mean, um, and I'm sure you know, as yourself, you're you're good friends with Larry, and he's he's um, he's been involved at SG Core for for a number of years, and and I know that in the past SG Core has has had that relationship with its fans. But but just on that point, I mean, it was only only yesterday that um, former Finnish football show guest Akiri Hilati has um, he was addressing the. Uh, the Hoye Core supporters there in, in their sort of supporter conference at the, um, what is it, the Bolt Arena or is it called something else now? The Bolt Arena. They, um, yeah, Marcus Halstead was there as well, I believe, another former guest of ours. And um, yeah, so the, all, the, all the different all the different supporter groups, I think the whole thing was arranged by um, Clubby Pautu. Is it Pautu, if I said that correctly? But um, yeah, those guys and, uh, and Akiri Hilati and Marcus addressed the supporters, answered questions, told them the plans for the club and, and what they're building for next season, a few uh, ins and outs and, and, and what will be going on transfer-wise. And that, that I mean, I know it's easier when you're doing well and when you're sitting top of the league, etc. cetera. But, um, but yeah, that relationship between Hoyiko and its fans still really does sort of seem to be there. I think I've banged on to you guys quite a bit about what's going on at AFC Wimbledon at the moment but but it's not just it's an it's a new ground it's it's listening to what the fans want on a match day it's engaging with the fans the players are coming on to the, the there's two different fan podcasts and the players the management team are coming on there they're explaining what's going on and everyone's buying into it oh and currently after seven games Wimbledon is sitting fourth in league one like it's it's the whole it's the whole thing one feeds feeds from the other it can't all be just dictated from above but uh, yeah saturday i guess i'll be seeing half a game which is the same as yesterday because the corte pair game yesterday they had technical difficulties so we only got to see the second half of that as well <laughs> oh dear rich what's the um, what's the relationship between the fans and the and the, and the sort of club club owners stroke management down at Cooks like? Um, I think everyone has seen the, the money that Ari Lafty has put into the club over the years. I mean, I, I'm not sure that the exact figure, I mean, we're talking millions and millions of euros he, he's pumped in. And I mean, the only real con- issue with that is the conflict of interest in that he's the, the chairman or the president of uh, Palonita. <laughs> um But in terms of, I mean, what, what he's done financially for Cooks is, is unreal. And, and I think in the last couple of years, their, their European runs have helped them to become more sustainable. And, and there's a big drive um, in the city of Corpio to, to get a new stadium as part of a, a whole new development. And, you know, not just on the football, but millions of pounds spent there to get 
to make it a destination and, and residences and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and a community and, facility. Well, it is, yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, bear in mind, this, this current stadium isn't that old, uh, 25 years, 30 years, I think. Um, but they want something that's fit for purpose. I mean, bear in mind, they couldn't play their Conference League games there beforehand. So um, I think there has been, I mean, in terms of the, the management of the, the playing side, it's been difficult. There's been a lot of chopping and changing over the years as well. And um, now that Simo is there, it seems to be there for the long haul. And I think they're looking at, you know, the club are in danger of becoming, I would say, self-sustaining, but but certainly running themselves a lot better. They're not relying on a sugar daddy, which they have been for a long time. Um, and, you know, the, the supporters seem to be enjoying it. I mean, obviously success is a big part of that. And, and the last two years has been great for Cups. You know, they've won, won the league, they've won the cup and they've had a good couple of runs in Europe. So that's, that's always a really helpful thing. And, and I guess playing devil's advocate, if, if Asikor were threatening for the title or winning the cup, there might be a lot of people who, who are on, on the fence around which side of this argument they're sat on, who might be convinced that, oh, well, well at least it's getting results. And, and that's how fickle a lot of football fans are, let's be fair. Um, but I think, you know, at, at Cups, there seems to be generally a, a very good positive image that the, the communication from not necessarily the club, but people within the club has been really good over the last couple of years. A lot of people who are involved in that have, they've really got a lot of engagement. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, a lot sort of baby steps and, and they're not, you know, I mean, hoikor, almost like a, a propaganda machine. You know, it's on a completely different level the way they do things, but then they've got the resources to allow that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the the, the issues at Asikor we've, you know, we, we've talked about before, and and it is, you know, there is a balance to be had, and it's the same with football clubs everywhere. I mean, I grew up watching Arsenal, and when Arsenal moved into their new stadium, they did the whole stay after the game. We've got some people doing music. We've got old players coming out telling our war stories and. And we're selling beer for two pound a pop. And now it's, you know, I think even on the, the game on Saturday, I didn't go to the like, please come into the shop. We'll give you 20% off, please. We need your money. We've got to pay someone's wages. Um, you know, and, and that's, and again, you know, success glosses over a lot of that stuff. And that's obviously something Arsenal haven't had a huge amount of, but then it could be Spurs. Um, but it's, um, yeah. And having been to Brentford recently, and I've seen their new stadium and it's a very, weird from an English point of view it, it looks like a, a new finish ground to be quite frank but um, yeah I think there's there's a lot of work to be done and I think on and off the pitch and, and off, well, mainly off the pitch I think a lot of clubs in Finland need to to get that engagement with the fans on side some people are so good at the engagement with the fans they're forgetting everything else but there, there needs to be a balance and I think a, a club with aspirations like Asikor to be one of the, the biggest clubs in Finland need to really get that on side. And it's something that Hoyko, for all their, you know, evil empire from Star Wars kind of talk, you know, that's, that's something they are very good at. Um, so it's something that Asiko should really be looking to do. And anytime a club denigrates their fans in any way, that sort of stuff gets remembered. And it takes a long time to earn that trust back. Um, you know, I mean, we saw with Liverpool, was it five, six years ago, they looked at raising their ticket prices 
the clubs had a massive, you know, the fans got together, I mean, it's Liverpool, but they walked walked out of a game early and it was massive. It was a huge story and, and the owners listened. Um, so it's, it's something that hopefully these kind of steps need to be taken. And if, fans group, if fan groups organise, and I don't know if Asikor, you know, whether they have splinter groups or smaller groups that levitate around the clop, I don't know if they're big enough to have that kind of set up. It, but... it's, not, it's not an organised association, um it's 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 a facebook group i suppose and and things get coordinated through there and one or two people have taken the lead in this and there's been debate and conversation and and the decision has been made and not everyone agrees with it that's that's to be said or they don't all agree with the the length of the of the the sort of stay out the the boycott but everyone's going to do the same thing to make to make the point um, so you've had a referendum. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. This is it's not the time for. Process. This is not the time for referendums. But there has been a, what we vote for. There has been a, a Facebook poll about the length. Yeah. Um, there you go. Democratic process. You're something like yeah, that. You're yeah, voting exactly. to leave. It's fine. Exactly. I mean, you know, we 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 obviously started this episode talking about the managerial merry-go-round, and we we've ended it on on support of boycotts and the uh, the 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 power of the fan. I mean, but. You look across the world. I mean, we we obviously know in places like Italy, these ultra supporter groups have got so much power over their clubs. The clubs simply cannot not listen to their supporters. I mean, um, you know, I don't want to get into into the whole politics of that, but um, but you know, whether whether you're a, a football fan in England, in Italy, in Sweden, in Finland, do you know what I mean? It's um, you deserve, you, you know, you're paying your money to go and see your club. People invest a lot of time and emotion in their football club, being proud of the city that they're from and, and seeing that, that football club as, a, as a, a beacon of that pride. I think, you know, they, they deserve to be listened to and, and, and respected at least. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I hope, and, and, you know, the, the club, it, whether you like it or not, they are an ultras group of football fans from Finland. And I, and I hope they, that this, this boycott that they're putting on, first half boycott, gets the, uh, the people running the show over there at SG Corps to sort of stand up and take notice of them. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the Finnish Football Show. It's been great to talk to my colleagues, Mark Wiltshire. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, thanks for giving me a chance to vent on behalf of the Cloppet. Yeah, put that soapbox away and we'll, uh, we, it won't be away for long. I'm sure you'll be have a chance to get back on it shortly. <laughs> and thanks a lot, Rich. Uh, f- thank you. I'll be telling the, the Asicor board exactly what was said here and uh, they'll be giving me a wad of cash. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll all be back soon with a, uh, a review of the Helmerick game and some more goings on in Vakehouse Liga and everything else that's happening right across Finnish football. But for the moment, you can follow us all on Twitter. You can find me at Keke Mulari. You can find Mark Wiltshire at... At Explore Finland. You can find Rich Nelson at... At Escape to Swarming. And you can find our missing partner, Mark Hayton, at FC Swarmy. You can join the Facebook group. You can look at our website, which is www.finishfootballshow.com. You can have a look at our Instagram, which is Instagram finish underscore football underscore show. YouTube channel, yeah, get yourself on YouTube, search for the Finnish Football Show, and this video will be up there soon. And also drop it into your podcast player. So thanks for joining us, listener. See you soon. Bye-bye.